0: Listening to Kids Summer Radio on the Gird Up Podcast. This is part two of a six episode series for children produced in the summer of 2020. We're glad you could join us. I hope everybody's staying safe, cool, and healthy. Remember, even though it's summer, our brains keep on working. The sing-along songs on today's episode are brought to you by the SALT staff at Camp Phillip in Watoma, Wisconsin. At Camp Phillip, we provide relaxation and creation and renewal in Christ to Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod youth, adults, families, churches, and schools throughout the year. We are working to develop a quiet place where Wells Christians can come and be built up physically and spiritually. Camp Phillip offers many programs for kids and adults of all ages, including... Peewee Camp, Fledgling Camp, Sunrise Camp, Sunshine Camp, and lots of other specialty camps and teen retreats. So head to campphilip.com to register today. We've got a fantastic show lined up for you today, including story time with Miss Jane, devotion, tongue twisters, poems with Allie, Beethoven, and lots more. But first, let's hear a song from our friends over at Camp Phillip. Take it away, Matthew!
1: Hey Charlie, glad to be here. Thanks for having us. Everyone join in when you feel comfortable. King Jesus is all, King Jesus is all, my and all and my all.
0: All right, folks, you know that we're talking about the fruits of the Spirit. Last time we talked about love, and today we're tackling joy. A lot of people think that happiness and joy are the same thing, and in many ways they are a lot alike, but they are not the same. Happiness is what we call an emotion, that's something we feel, and joy is the way we live. It's hard to describe joy. Some people have said that it's like floating and knowing that nothing and nobody can ever bring you down. I've heard people say that it's like being free, or that joy is like having a heavy weight lifted off your shoulders all the time. But even though it's hard to talk about joy and describe it, we all know what joy is. We've all felt it. Joy happens when we recognize that, in the end, everything is going to be all right. And as Christians, joy is an even bigger deal because we know that since Jesus died to wash all of our sins away, Our joy is going to go on forever. It will never, ever end. Joy is what makes us sing. Whether we're happy or sad, there is always a song that will make us feel better. And that's because of the joy in our hearts. It's because we know that God holds us in his hands. Joy is what makes smiles so sweet. It's knowing that the moment we're in right now feels so good, but it's only a small taste of what heaven will be like someday. Joy is what makes food taste good. Knowing that we have a God who loves us so much that he doesn't just give us what we need to stay alive, that daily bread, but he also sprinkles some extra fun on top of it, makes food even better. Because we know that God makes even the things we have to do to stay alive fun. Joy is what makes us laugh and play and worship and praise. And joy always points us right back to the God who loved us so much that he bought us back we could be his very own.
2: Our story today is from Aesop's Fable. It's called The Town Mouse and the Country Mouse. A mouse who lived in the country invited her cousin from the town for dinner. The country mouse worked all day to prepare the dinner, gathering a few peas, a stalk of barley, a crust of bread, and cold water in a green leaf to drink. When the town mouse arrived, the humble country mouse set all the best food before her guest. The town mouse ate a few of the peas and tasted a bite of the bread, trying her best to be polite. But at last she turned to her cousin and said, My dear, how can you live like this? Ants and worms eat better food. Come with me to the city, and I'll show you how a mouse should live. That very night, the country mouse went with her cousin to a grand mansion in the heart of the city. The two mice crept into the dining room, where the remains of a banquet were still spread on the table. Look at all the good things here, the town mouse said proudly. Try a little honey on your bread. Have some of the cheese. It's delicious. The country mouse gazed about her in wonder. But just as she prepared to take her first bite, there was a hiss owl, And a cat leaped onto the table. The two mice fled for their lives and barely managed to dash into a hole in the wall. Don't worry, said her cousin. The cat never stays for long, and we can soon finish our dinner. We'll be perfectly safe as long as the dog stays away. A cat and a dog, cried the astounded country mouse. My dear cousin, you may stay and enjoy your feast. But I'm going right back home where I can eat my crust of bread in peace. Poverty and safety is better than riches and peril. The end.
0: The world around us is always changing. So here to keep us up to date on news around our country, around the world, and even in outer space, here's Noah.
3: Thanks, Charlie. While certain activities have been restricted, most people are trying to find new ways to enjoy life as they did before COVID-19. One company in Japan has tried to do this with roller coasters. They have set up certain rules for people to follow while riding the roller coaster. One of the rules they made was no screaming. Screaming and yelling actually make germs fly massive distances from the screamer, making it easier for, for germs to spread. This company's solution is to ban screaming. They post a video of two men riding in a roller coaster with completely straight faces the whole time to show the viewers how it is done. Their advice for those who feel like they need to scream? Please scream inside your heart. I personally don't think I could handle riding a roller coaster without screaming. And maybe even crying a little bit. That's just me, though. I should probably stay off of them for now. (laughs) With the coming of COVID-19 to the United States in March, many things in our lives have been canceled. One of the major things that got canceled this summer was the Olympics. So instead of just sitting on their couches eating potato chips, as I did for the last couple of months, many of the track stars throughout the world came together to participate in a socially distant track meet ready set go they all ran against each other while having their times connected through the internet most of it was schoolproof except for the 200 meter race american sprinter noah lyles had just finished running the 200 meter race when he suddenly realized that his time was faster than the world record set by usain bolt he had run 200 meters in 18.9 seconds when the world record is 19.19 seconds. They figured out that he had run in the wrong lane and actually ran 185 meters instead of 200 meters. If I would have known that there was an option for head starts and track, I would have done a lot better in high school. Running is not the only competition that has been held during COVID-19. Every year, there is a world famous hot dog eating contest in New York City. Hot dogs! This year, it was on my tv and held inside so the contestants could be safe there was no crowd to cheer them on but that didn't stop 13-time male hot dog eating champion joey chestnut from actually breaking the world record joey chestnut ate 75 hot dogs in 10 minutes i don't think i've even eaten 75 hot dogs in the last 10 years female seven-time winner Niki sudo also broke the women's world record by eating 48 and a half hot dogs. Of course, I would never encourage anyone to eat an unhealthy amount of hot dogs, but this might be a fun thing to practice while you are stuck at home during COVID-19. Maybe one of you could even be the next Joy Chestnut and eat maybe 80 hot dogs in 10 minutes and have the new world record. Just make sure you can prove it, unlike Noah Lyles and his 200 meter world record. These three stories are great examples of how people have compromised and have found ways to enjoy things in life without putting themselves or others in danger during these stressful times. My encouragement to you is to find ways to safely have fun. Wear a mask, but also wear a smile. These times will pass, but they will pass more quickly if you are doing what you enjoy in a safe environment. God bless you all. Back to you, Charlie.
0: And now it's time to explore the wonderful world of music. Music. Hey everybody, we're talking about Ludwig van Beethoven today. Now, Ludwig von Beethoven was born in Bonn, Germany in 1770. So just for reference, that's right before the American Revolution began. His father, who was a professional singer, was the very first music teacher he ever had. And before long, even though he was still only a kid, Ludwig von Beethoven, the very young Ludwig, became a traveling performer, and soon he was making enough money playing music to support his whole family. When he was in his early 20s he moved to vienna austria and that's where beethoven lived out the rest of his life beethoven was one of the very first composers to make a living without having to work for a church or a member of the nobility such as an emperor or a prince which is what a lot of composers did before beethoven at first beethoven was known just as a brilliant piano player But when he was around 30 years old, Beethoven started going deaf, and even though he could no longer hear well enough to actually hear and play the piano, Beethoven composed some of his best music after he had gone deaf, which is crazy. Beethoven is considered one of the greatest musical geniuses who ever lived. He might be most famous for his nine symphonies, But he also wrote many other kinds of music such as chamber and choral music, which is music for choirs, piano music, string quartets, he even wrote an opera. The first piece of Beethoven's music that we'll sample today is from his Fifth Symphony. You might have heard it before at a sporting event or on a commercial a time or two. It's a very exciting piece of music. Let's see if you can recognize it. Ooh, that'll get you riled up. The next one is just as energetic and exciting. It's called The Ode to Joy from Beethoven's Ninth Symphony. And the words of this piece talk about all the things that give us joy, like God's love for us, the joy we get from being with the people we love, and all the joy and beauty of God's creation, including the beautiful animals, mountains, the sun, and even a starry sky at night. Listen to see if you can hear just how much joy God's love brings to Beethoven. In this clip, now that is what a heart of joy sounds like. The next piece is a little quieter and more peaceful. It's a piece of music written only for piano, and it was written for a woman named Elise. Beethoven never shared this song with anyone, and it wasn't even discovered until 40 years after he died. But it's become one of the most popular pieces of music that Beethoven ever wrote. Finally, this is Beethoven's Pastoral Symphony. This is one of Beethoven's only programmatic pieces. And remember, last time when we talked about Tchaikovsky, we said that programmatic music is made to describe something. Beethoven himself compared this symphony to a painting inspired by a walk through the countryside. What are some things you think about when you imagine a walk through the countryside? Maybe you imagine animals, sheep, horses, pigs, and cows out in the pasture, or birds singing or farmers working in their fields. Maybe you imagine the sun shining warmly on your face, or running barefoot through the grass, or watching the clouds float by. See if you can hear any of those things in this segment of Beethoven's Symphony Number no. 6. That's all the music we have for you today. If you liked or enjoyed Beethoven, ask an adult to help you find more. Both Apple Music and Spotify have special Beethoven playlists, and there are many other videos of symphonies playing Beethoven's music online. That's all the music we have for today. Until next time, this is The Wonderful World of Music.
2: The year's at the spring and day's at the morn. Morning's at seven, the hillsides dew-pearled. The lark's on the wing, the snail's on the thorn. God's in his heaven, all's right with the world.
0: Awesome. Thank you very much.
2: You're welcome.
4: Hi, I'm Kaylee. Hi, I'm Bianca. Hi, I'm Brianna. Tongue twisters are sentences that are hard to say, especially when you say them fast. Sometimes they're silly, and sometimes they don't make a whole lot of sense, but they're always fun to say and help kids like you and me get better at talking. Let's try a few. First, I'll say it slow, and then fast, and then when I'm done, you can give it a try. Here's the first one. A happy hippo hop and hiccup. A happy hippo hopped and hiccup. Now it's your turn. A happy hippo... Hopped and hiccup. A happy hipto hopped and hictupt. A happy hipto hopped and hiccup. Happy hipto Hopped and hictupt. How about this one? A big brown bug bit a big brown bear. A big brown bug bit a big brown bear. Go ahead, you try it. A big brown bug bit a big brown bear. A big brown bug bit a big brown bear. A big brown bug bit a big brown bear. A big brown bug bit a big bang bear. Here's another one. Smelly shoes and socks, shock sisters. Smelly shoes and socks, shock sisters. Now you give it a shot. Smelly shoes and shock, shock sisters. <laughs> Smelly shoes and socks, shock, <laughs> sock, shock sisters. Smelly shoes and socks, shock sisters. Smelly shoes and socks, shock sisters. Nice. Let's see if you can do this one. The great Greek grape growers grow great Greek grapes. The great Greek grape growers grow great Greek grapes. That's a tough one. Your turn. <laughs> the great Greek grape growers grape grow great grapes. The great Greek grape growers grow great Greek grapes. The great <laughs> <Greekokes> <laughs> Greek grape growers grow great grapes. The great Greek grape growers grow great Greek grapes. <laughs> Okay, last one. Fuzzy Wuzzy was a bear. Fuzzy Wuzzy had no hair. Fuzzy Wuzzy wasn't Fuzzy was he Fuzzy Wuzzy was a bear. Fuzzy Wuzzy had no hair. Fuzzy Wuzzy wasn't Fuzzy Wuzzy. Was now you try. Fuzzy Wuzzy was a bear. Fuzzy Wuzzy had no hair. Fuzzy Wuzzy wasn't Fuzzy Wuzzy. wuzzy, wuzzy. Ooh. Fuzzy wuzzy was, was no bear, fuzzy wuzzy had no hair. Fuzzy wuzzy was wasn't fuzzy fuzzy wuzzy wuzzy. <laughs> fuzzy wuzzy was, was a bear, fuzzy wuzzy had no hair. Fuzzy wuzzy was wa- wa- wasn't fuzzy, was fuzzy. <laughs> wuzzy. Fuzzy fuzzy wuzzy ha- hair. Fuzzy wuzzy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Happy every happy every Georgia, happy every happy joy, joy, happy happy joy, joy, happy, 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 happy.
0: What makes you happy? I want you to close your eyes for a second and think. What really makes you happy? Is it a friend that you love very much? Maybe it's your new puppy or your baby brother. It could be a favorite toy or something you do like playing video games or riding your bike. It could be pizza or ice cream, maybe even pickled beets. What is it that makes you happy? Like to think I'm a pretty happy guy. I smile a lot. I'm not sad very often. But I guess I'm not always happy either. Sometimes I do get grumpy. Like when it's raining or when the sun's too hot. I, I, I get impatient sometimes when I have to wait in line or when I have to wait for my food to cool down. I even get angry sometimes when I stub my toe or when I don't get my way. So I guess I'm not always happy. It's hard to be happy when things go wrong and when life is hard or or when the sun isn't shining. We can't be happy all the time because we don't always have things to be happy about. And that's why I'm so thankful that when God works in my heart and gives me the Spirit, one of the fruits of that Spirit is joy. See, happiness and joy, like we said, aren't the same thing. Happiness is what I feel when things are good and I'm in a good mood. It's my reaction to the things around me And when the things around me aren't very good, my happiness goes away. But my joy doesn't ever go away just because I'm having a bad day, or because it's raining, or because I'm sleepy, or even because I did something wrong. Joy is so much bigger than a feeling. It's deep down inside of me all the time. It wells up and shines through my fingers and toes. It's a lightness, a freedom, a confidence that everything in the end is going to be okay all my problems right now on earth, even though they can seem pretty big, are actually pretty small compared to the problem I had before Jesus died for me. See, because I'm a sinner, God was going to have to cast me out of his presence forever. Me and you too. He was going to have to send us all away. Sometimes we call that hell. But Jesus came and he was my substitute. You've heard that word before, right? Like a substitute teacher. It means Jesus took my place. Instead of having to die for my sin, Jesus died for me. And he washed away my guilt forever. He washed me clean and I'll never be separated from God again. Now that's something to be happy about. No wait, that's something to be joyful about. It's even better than being happy. It gives me joy. And now you can always be joyful too. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for coming to earth to die in my place so that I could be free. Put joy in my heart and teach me to praise you with my whole life. When hard times and bad days come, point me to the cross where you died for me and remind me to be joyful in all that I do because you have redeemed me. In your name we pray. Amen. That's all we have for you this week on the Gird Up Podcast hope to hear from you next time. God's blessings. Be safe. Go be the boys and girls that God created you to be. Have a great week.